One of the things I want you to pay particular attention to today is because in the 24th chapter, that's where Joshua tells the people of Israel, you've got to make a choice today. As for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. The other thing that I want you to pay particular attention to is in both the 23rd and the 24th chapters, basically, Joshua tells them, Folks, you can't follow God. You won't do it. And you know what? History proved they didn't. Even though they said, yeah, we're going to do it. And I want to point out to you that we're all exactly the same way. Except ours is hourly or by the minute. But I want you to think about that as we're going through reading this. Because it's, it's, it's helpful to understand the relationship that we have to have with God. It's helpful to understand where we're trying to be. And to understand that we ain't always going to make it. Matter of fact, we'll never make it. It's only through God's grace that we can have forgiveness of sins. So, I'm going to tell you that up front, and then we'll go through the sermon. In the 23rd chapter, starting with the first verse, it says, Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua was old, advanced in age, and Joshua called for all Israel, for their leaders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I am old, advanced, and aged. You have all seen that the Lord your God has done to all your nation, all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is He who has fought for you. See, I've divided to you by lot those nations, these nations that remain, to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward, westward and for the Lord your God will, and the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight, so that you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the left hand or to the right, to the right hand or to the left, and lest you go among these nations, these who remain among you. You shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand For the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Or else, if indeed you go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, these that remain among you, and make marriages with them, 
and go into them and they to you. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you. But they shall be snares and traps to you. And scourges on your sides and thorns in your eyes. Until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Behold this day I am going the way of all the earth. And you know that in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. God keeps His word. Period. Always. Without fail. No matter what. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore it shall come to pass that as all the good things have come upon you which the Lord your God promised you so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he's destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you when you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God which he commanded you and have gone and served other gods and bowed down to them. Then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and you shall perish quickly from the good land which he's given you. Then Joshua gathered all. Now, I'm going to stop and comment for a few minutes. Remember the history of the Jews. They, as, and we'll find out here in a minute, as long as Joshua was there, they did, and, and the people who were alive while Joshua was there, they did great. And then you remember in Judges, they fall away. And then another strong person comes, and they go back to the Lord because they're in trouble. And then that person dies and they start falling away. And that's the way it goes entirely through the entire Old Testament. They do good and then they fall away. They do good and then they fall away. They do good and then they fall away. That reminds you of anything? Maybe the way you live? The way I live? Because there's not a single one of us that doesn't mess up. We all mess up. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Hopefully, we examine ourselves often enough that we recognize that. And we rectify it. And we repent. And we come back. And we keep trying. But if we do what they're talking, what Joshua's talking about here, if it depends on who we're running with. Okay? If we're running or, I use that word because that's what, what I grew up with. If we are always being around people who are non-Christian, who are doing things that are not good, Kids, especially kids, listen to this. Whatever people you decide to associate with, it matters. Because if you pick bad friends who are doing things that are bad, you will become desensitized to the things that they are doing. 
And you'll think, oh, that's not so bad. But in fact, it can lead you down that path toward bad living. To doing things that are not good. Oh, by the way, the same thing happens with adults. It's not just the kids. And and the longer we're away from Christian people, from, from the Bible, from living a biblical life, the harder it is for us to get back there. And the more involved we are with sin and with the world, the harder it is for us to come back to God. And that's just a statement of facts. The more involved we are with people who are doing things that are against God's will, the harder it is for us to break away from those people and come back to people who are Christians. And that's an honest statement. Now in Joshua the 24th chapter, then, and it almost seems like a repeat and it may be, I don't know. It says, Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his descendants, and gave him Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Also I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued plagued Egypt according to what I did among them. Afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. So they cried out to the Lord, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time, and I brought you into the land of the Amorites, who dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. And they fought with you, but I gave them into your hand, that you might possess their land, and I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose to make war against Israel. And I sent and called, and, and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore he continued to bless you. So I delivered you out of his hand. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you. Also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gergesites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you, also the two kings of the Amorites. But not with your sword or with your bow. I have given you a land for which you did not labor. And cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served 
on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We have to make that decision every day. Who are we going to serve today? Who am I going to serve today? Because every day is a new day. God gives us. And He has given us free will. We make that decision. You know what? Not stopping to think about it is a decision. Not stopping to think about what we're doing, what we're getting into. Not thinking about what is my attitude is a decision not to serve God. If we think about God first, if we went... And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I do this every morning, but I wish I did. If we sit, when we get up, if the first thing we do is we say, Thank you, God, you let me wake up today. Thank you for our blessings. and, And thank you for all of these things that we have. And then we decide, we make a mental decision to to follow God, to do today what God wants me to do as best I can. That's a positive decision. Most of us don't ever even think about it. We just go on living and kind of float along. Let the currents carry us where it may. Is that a good thing or not? I don't think so. So every day, actually several times a day, we have to decide, are we going to serve and just let the currents flow where they may, or are we going to try and follow God? That's not always an easy task. It's not always an easy decision. Because sometimes when we're doing that, we actually wind up having to convince our friends that, hey, this isn't a good thing. This is where we need to be headed, not over here. And if if they're insisting on going over there in some place doing something we know is not good, then that means either we have to separate ourselves from them, we have to convince them, or we're making a decision to go against God. And sometimes the better decision is if we can't convince them to go where they need to be headed is to separate ourselves from them and go where we know we need to be headed. That is tough to do. That's why it's so important for us to realize the kind of people that we're 
running around with, that we're intimate with, because they have an effect on us every day. It matters whether we're working with people who are true, honest, straightforward, caring, loving, helpful, or whether we're running with people that are backstabbing, cruel, liars, thieves, cheaters. Sometimes, you know, it may even mean that you have to decide, you know what? I have to quit this job. I can't work with these people because they're doing things that are bad. Now, I'm not advocating necessarily quitting a job and then going and looking for another job. It's always easier to find one before you leave the the last one. But I'll tell you this much. If somebody asks you to do something that you know and tries to force you to do something that you know is illegal, immoral, or whatever, be what you have to do. Or if you tell them no, then they may decide that they may take that decision away from you. That's what I'm trying to say. And there are people who have had to make that decision. And folks, if you got a family that's depending on you, that's rough. And you know Satan has a way of making life really rough for us sometimes because he's always trying to pull us away from God, from doing what we know is right. And it's just the way it is. So what is your choice today? Are you going to follow God or are you going to follow Satan? So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve the other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who did these great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then He will turn and do you harm and consume you after He has done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No. But we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve Him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore He said, Put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God will serve. The Lord our God we will serve and His voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and he made for them a statute 
and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote, wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up under there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness for us, for it has heard all the words, words of the Lord which he spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. Now it came to pass after these things that Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. That's old, folks. That's even old for me. Okay? And they buried him within the border of his inheritance at Timnath Sarah, which is in the mountains of Ephraim on the north side of Mount Gash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had known all the works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. The bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel had brought out of Egypt, they buried at Shechem in the plot of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for 100 pieces of silver, and which had become an inheritance of the children of Joseph, and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died. They buried him in a hill belonging to Phinehas, his son, which was given to him in the mountains of Ephraim. Now, I told you what I was going to tell you. Now I'm going to tell you what I told you. You've got to watch what you're doing. You've got to examine yourselves, as we're told, when you're partaking of the Lord's Supper. You've got to examine yourselves during the day. Am I doing what God wants me to do? Oh, wait a minute. Am I even going to serve God? If I'm going to serve God, then I've got to decide, am I doing what I need to do? Am I following His path? Or am I going the way of the world? Meandering here and there, willy-nilly, just letting things happen. Today, it's your decision. It's always your decision. Are you going to follow God? Or are you going to follow Satan? It's that simple. And it's that hard. But it's your choice. I hope you've made the right one. But if there's some way that we can help you, won't you come as together we stand and as we sing?